Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is a Lip Media Podcast. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Step Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. And I'm Steph. Hi, Steph. I have to warn everyone in advance for this episode. If you hear a little bit of commotion, a little bit of noise behind me, I just got two kittens and they're very (laughs) rambunctious. Aw, I hope we do hear them. They're very cute. If anyone follows us on Instagram and you would like to follow my new cat's Instagram account, I have created one. (laughs) You would. You would. (laughs) I've turned into one of those ladies. Since I can't post all these nice travel photos, I've been posting photos of my kittens. So anyways, (laughs) you'll find it. it on there. You know what else I love? What's that? I love reviews. Yes, we've got a couple new reviews, which is so exciting. Once again, in a time we can't travel, we're still getting some reviews of people saying, great job, ladies. So we appreciate it. <laughs> Steph, do you want to read the review? Yeah, this week's review comes from, well, we have a number of new reviews, but this week's review I picked out of the hat is from <laughs> Striped Tomato in Australia. Okay. And they said, funny and relatable. Andrea and Steph are brilliant raconteurs of their adventures and provide Ooh. great insights and practical advice about traveling, all with good humor. I love it. That yes. means we're like really good storytellers, which, again, <laughs> as I say all the time, I feel like Steph and I just chat shit for like half an hour to an hour. And if people think that's great storytelling, I'm here for it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so... So everyone, when they clicked on this episode, will have seen we're going to Dublin today. Yes. The other week, we did an escapism Egypt episode. And I got to say, Andrea, we got a pretty, I mean, it was hilarious, but it was nasty. <laughs> Email, oh, yeah. yeah. After that Egypt episode, yeah. <laughs> was someone suggesting that we do an episode on why someone would it travel without a travel guide? Yeah. As it was clear, we had not gone to Egypt with a travel guide. Yeah. So, and I love, I love this because 
anyone that's listening, any new listener out there, if this is the first episode you're listening to because someone's like, hey, I know about this great travel podcast. We are not a travel guide podcast. Okay. Like most of our stories are literally Steph and I just winging it in all Mm. these different places, making mistakes, doing stupid things. I mean, the name of our podcast really says it all. Um, we so are the anti-travel guide podcast. We, we kind of are. I mean, we just, again, we kind of go, and not to say we don't use a travel guide or plan things in advance. We do a little bit, but we kind of like to fly by the seat of our pants. And we're here to tell you all the stories of why sometimes it goes right, sometimes it goes wrong. So uh, do not expect to listen to this episode and be like, oh, this is a great guide of all the things I should do and see when I go to Dublin. It's not, probably, because we probably didn't even see half of the stuff there, but we're doing an escapism episode today where Steph and I are going to be rock on tours. Eh? Eh? See how I put yeah. that in? Eh? Uh, and tell you all about our time in Dublin. Um, and we talked about Dublin a little bit in previous episodes because this is where we got stuck in 2010 yes. because of the volcano in Iceland. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the actual volcano's name, Steph? Uh, something like Eidachalajokul. Yeah, there we go. That that one. Yeah. Nailed it. Um, yeah, nailed it. Well done, Steph. So, um, yes, but we, we thought, because this was such a fun trip that Steph and I took together. I think this is the first trip we ever did together. And we thought, you know, again, we, we are in a time where we can't travel. Let's do an escapism episode. So off we go to yes. Dublin. If I If I can preface it a little, just so people know why we had a lot of lesson learned in, lessons learned in Dublin. Oh, yeah. It was because I was at work on a Wednesday. I decided I was bored, hit a lull, didn't have much work to do. We should go to another country this weekend. Mm -hmm. Messaged Andrea and you were like, yep, I'm down. And this is when we were like really younger. So guys, to set the scene, this was like our first, not our very first trip, but the first time we traveled together, we were pretty young. Um, we were pretty poor. <laughs> oh yeah. Very poor. So I may- emailed you wanting to go away and you're like, okay, I want to do this, but I can't afford to. And you drafted your dad, this lovely email explaining to him how I was going away this weekend and the person I was going with canceled and I didn't want to go alone and I might have to cancel if I can- don't have someone to come with me. And you basically guilt tripped your dad into <laughs> yeah. giving you into giving you the money for this trip so that I wouldn't go alone because someone canceled on me. And if John, you're listening right now, I'm sorry. Was, well, it didn't happen that way. Yeah. So, okay. I might have told a white lie. Um, and at the time when stuff says like we were poor, we both worked, you know, I want to caveat that I was working my tail off at a radio station, but anyone that works in radio knows that radio pays sweet fuck all. (laughs) Yeah. So even though I had a full-time job, I never had enough money to to, like travel. I had never really traveled. So yeah, I went to my dad. I'm like, Hey, do you mind if I borrow some money? And he was all for it though. He thought traveling over to Europe with staff was actually a great idea. And he was... (laughs) fully supportive of it it actually look where we are now it kind of changed our lives in a way but um it did. yeah so thanks dad appreciate it <laughs> steph thanks you as well um yeah. and yeah so off we went <laughs> <laughs> 
And I, so in doing a little research for this episode, I pulled up, of course, my old Facebook photo albums to reminisce and bring all the memories back. Oh, God. And yeah, remember posting like, photo albums on Facebook? Well, and this was back in the day when a photo album could only have 60 photos and then you had to create right. another one. Oh, so I had multiple photo albums. Yeah, for this I think trip. I had a few, yeah. Yeah. And even more embarrassing, the photo album was titled. Steph and Ange attack Europe. God, that's like, so cringy, isn't it? It's so cliche too when people are like, Europe isn't going to know what hit it. And it's like, no, Europe has survived people like you for decades. They survived the Blitz. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Europe has survived much more than yeah. a couple bros or chicks going, going over, drinking. having yeah, having a vacation <laughs> where they're going and drinking. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to yeah. attack Europe. So yeah, that was the title of Steph's photo album. I think oh, mine were pretty so generic. <laughs> so what so we got to Dublin. So we had actually gone to London first for a few days. Saw none of London. We've talked about this in previous episodes. Saw yeah. absolutely nothing in London. We stayed uh, in our hostel. It was really exciting being in a hostel for the first first time. We drank a bunch, saw Buckingham Palace, got on a plane. Well, this is where we actually missed that flight to Dublin yeah. that we yeah. <laughs> yeah. we mentioned before. But then we finally got to Dublin. So we were staying at a hostel right in Temple Bar. Right. And for anyone who knows Dublin, Temple Bar is like this prime touristy area. Yeah, you say that though, but I love Temple Bar. Like, oh, so did it's I. It's so touristy, and I know that. And anytime I speak to Irish people, they're like, that's not Ireland, and that's not even Dublin. I'm like, yeah, but it's great. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah. yeah. It turned out to be our home away from home, as it would turn out. Yeah. So we were staying right there. It was great. This is, too, where we had, like, crazy people in our hostel. We had so much fun. And I, when I look back at Ireland, I always remember drinking in Temple Bar. Those are my memories. Yeah. But we went out and did a bunch, but it was, I think we don't remember what we did first because we were only there for one day or so. Yeah. When we were walking down Grafton Street, which is kind of a shopping area. And I got a text from my mom saying all flights in Europe are grounded. And I'm thinking my mom exaggerates everything. So we were kind of laughing about that. We stopped into a pub for lunch and the BBC was on and it turned out all flights were grounded. Yeah, she wasn't wrong. So I feel like that's kind of where the adventure started because we were just then like living life, making it up day by day, never knowing when we were getting home. And I think the nice thing about that happening was that I kind of think because we were only supposed to be there for like three or four days and I reckon Uh, if not even that yeah yeah something like that and if we hadn't actually gotten stuck there we probably wouldn't have seen any part of Dublin apart from Temple Bar so it was almost a blessing in disguise it was kind of like the same time when I lost my passport in Munich Mm -hmm. and I was there same thing for an extra few days and I actually got to see things outside of Oktoberfest in Munich so the few days then we did get stuck there. Now we did hang out in Temple Bar still. We went out there every night and it was great. <laughs> we drank tons of Guinness. There was loads of like fiddly music and dancing and like the whole works as you would imagine doing in a, in a, in a pub in Dublin. But we did see. So where did we go? We, we, we actually met a couple, not a couple. They were friends yes. from Italy and we kind of hung out with them quite a bit and did the touristy things. And so I want to start out by talking about the Guinness Storehouse, which yes. 
I tell everyone that's going to Dublin if they're going to be there for a few days or not even a few days, if you're only going to be there for maybe one or two days, this is my number one go-to in in terms of tourist attractions because it's awesome. It is a brewery, as you would imagine, Mm -hmm. but it's also like a big Guinness museum. And it's, it's got like tons of old memorabilia, like Guinness memorabilia, advertisements of Guinness from back in the day. And it's like just really cool. Like Steph, do you remember we spent hours in there? <laughs> we did. We were, when I looked, we had so many photos from there. We treated that place like a photo shoot. We were trying to be Instagram influencers before Instagram yeah, was even out. Like Exactly. We were the OG instagram influencers in the guinness storehouse in dublin do you remember when we got to the one area of the guinness storehouse where there was trains everywhere there's a model train trains on the wall and you look at me and you were so frustrated you're like steph why are there trains everywhere and i'm like (laughs) maybe if we actually start reading the stories of all these things we're taking photos of we'll know yeah i mean i'm known for that i i like a museum but i get bored quite easily uh and i don't like to read things <laughs> on all the plaques steph you're better at that than i am like steph yeah. will go and she'll take photos of uh you know memorials of you know what memorials are or in museums where i just kind of like walk around looking at stuff but then yeah I, I was frustrated i'm like why are there trains everywhere there's like a million trains in here i don't get it and yeah <laughs> steph was like maybe read. and actually did we read the sign because i don't know why there's trains I'm sure we did, but clearly it was less intriguing than it, just the it was, trains. It was very impactful um, in the <laughs> Guinness Museum. But so this place is great um, because at the end of the tour, through this like museum thing, I can't remember if the museum is the tour. They give you like a full tour and then you've got the museum. But then you go to the rooftop and you get a free Guinness. They give you a free Guinness. And it's Guinness, obviously, that's brewed. At the storehouse. And I have never tasted a Guinness like that Guinness since. It is true mm-hmm. what they say. If you drink Guinness outside of Ireland. So we used to, I used to work in a bar in uh, Toronto and we had Guinness there and it did not taste the same as it did at the storehouse and then in pubs in, in Ireland, even in the UK. Guinness right. here doesn't, it doesn't taste the same. It's good. I'll still drink it, but it doesn't taste quite the same. There was something really special about that Guinness. <laughs> on the on the rooftop, looking out down on Dublin and thinking about all those trains, sipping on my You're there with me. I'm there with Steph. It was a great day. <laughs> yes, it was. And what's funny is kind of after this day is where our trip took a total turn because we suddenly realized we weren't going home when we thought we were. Right. And we needed to decide where to stay. And before we... and. I love them for this. Before we got there, so my brother-in-law is from Ireland. He's from Dublin, mm-hmm. and his family are there. So before we went, I asked if we could stay with them, and they'd been like, uh, sorry, we'd love to have you, but um, we don't have much room here, which is totally fair. We booked the hostel. I was going to say, this is one of those things that at the age we were, this is when I would be looking for free accommodation, like now in my 30s. Even when people offer me places to stay, I'm more inclined to, like, get a hotel or, like, an Airbnb, you know, because I don't like being in people's hair. So, yeah, this was one of those where we're like, we have very little money. Can we crash on your floor? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) it's just nice as you age. You don't really have to do that stuff anymore, but. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then what happened was when all this changed and suddenly we weren't just 
you know, people coming to Ireland for drinks. We were the stranded travelers and it was yeah. a cool story. His parents were like, yes, come stay with us while you were yeah. stranded. And we became <laughs> the fun. Like, I remember, um, I want to call her my mother-in-law, but she's like my brother-in-law's mother. Yeah, close um, enough. <laughs> she, we went out drinking with all her friends. Like, we were the cool oh, story for right. them to tell people. <laughs> yeah, we had a great night with all the ladies of Dublin in the pub one yep. night. And it was Ryan's, it was just it was called Ryan's Pub. Yeah, Steph and I with like these middle-aged um, Irish women just having the time of their life in the pub on a Friday night. And I was like, you know, this was like my first real experience of sitting in a really like authentic Irish pub. And mm-hmm. I was just thinking, I'm like, this this is what my future I want it to look like. It was like I was staring into my future where I'm like, this is gonna be me when I'm fifty. And I'm sitting here with all my best gal pals and we're just sitting around drinking pints of Guinness in the local pub. And you are well on track to I'm that kind goal. yeah. I mean to be honest <laughs> yeah. We're getting there 15 more years. And if I just keep up what I'm already doing, I'm living my dream. So mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey. <laughs> Um, so then we met up with our friends from Italy that we'd made again, and we spent a day, I feel like, just lost oh. looking for tourist attractions, and I mean, we found them, but it took hours. This is one of Why? those things when, well, because, so Google Maps did not exist. That mm-hmm. didn't exist. I mean, I, I think we were actually relying on real maps, but we just didn't take them with us. This was like, Steph, when you and I were kind of like, ah, eh, we'll find it. Like, not really taking into account how big some of these cities are. So I remember the one place we wanted to go to um, Phoenix Park, which is quite a big, you know, just a big park in Dublin. There's a couple monuments there. I think there's a big zoo in there. And we're like, ah, we'll walk and we'll find the park. And we kind of knew the general direction. And we just head off. Oh, we just start walking. Yep. It'll be this way. Yep. No worries. We are walking for... It was like two hours or something ridiculous. 
and we're walking and walking and walking and we see no park. And again, this park is massive. It's not just some little like park on the corner. It's a big ass, well-known park in Dublin. And we were like jumping over walls to see if we could see it from afar. Like, you know, we might as well have had (laughs) binoculars or something to like, we just look ridiculous. Whereas now, yeah, you get your Google maps out. And it takes you in the right direction. Uh, we actually did. So I think the reason we were so lost is because we were relying on my BlackBerry, like old school. Oh, right. They, when they were still like the blueberry phones, like the OG Blackberries. So maybe there was Google to- Maps or something similar. I mean, I certainly yeah. didn't have Google Maps. Because Well, this was the trip where my cell phone bill was $2,500. $2,500, yeah. Not $17,000, yeah. if anyone's no, listened that to that Germany. episode. That's two <laughs> different phone bills that Steph had. <laughs> one was, was $17,000 in Germany, and one was only 2500 in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. It's like peanuts compared to Germany. <laughs> two grand of that was probably the GPS data trying to find this park. On that day, yeah, for like an hour. Um, we eventually found it eventually. And I remember just being so tired. I was probably, we were probably hungover as well. And there's a photo of, I think me and one of our Italian friends and I'm sitting on the, uh, the monument. What's the monument called stuff? Oh, so it's actually, it's called Wellington monument and it's actually the biggest obelisk in all of Europe. Right. Which is quite impressive. It's, it's massive. It's massive. And I'm just sitting there. With my hoodie and sunglasses on, smoking a cigarette, looking so unimpressed. Because I'm like, I've just walked two hours here, and I'm exhausted. But we made it. I can say that I there. I have the photo to prove it. I'm sitting on the biggest, what is <laughs> yeah. it? Obelisk. The biggest obelisk in Europe. And what else did we do in the park? I think that was about it. I think we tried to find the zoo. I just, yeah, I had, I just wanted to walk around, honestly, because there were a number of smaller monuments, too, and I'm a big monument fan. And I think I think it's just so interesting because monuments are something we don't really build them today very much. No, um, we take them down now. We rip them down, <laughs> which I'm, I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I really like just going around and looking at monuments and reading all the things and yeah. trying to give respect to people from a different time and keep their memory alive. And I was just on a monument mission that day. And I believe that was the day we went to Kilmainham jail, wasn't it? So we did go to Kilmainham jail before. Cause what I was going to say while we were in the park, while you wanted to see more monuments. And I think we might've seen like one or two others, the park was closing because we got there so late. Oh. Like they were shutting. So we didn't actually see a whole lot of it. But Kilmainham Jail, this is another very cool tourist spot in Dublin, which I feel like a lot of friends of mine that have been to Dublin, they've never, like, they've never gone there. And I don't know why, because it's quite cool. Um, But it's essentially, as it sounds, it's an old jail that they've opened up to the public to kind of walk around and see what an old jail looks like. And it's pretty old, pretty creepy. Yeah. Why don't we give a bit of history of the jail so people know what we're talking about? Yeah. So Kilmainham Jail was actually... So it was built years back in 1796, mm-hmm. and it was originally a place for public hangings. So right. um, one thing that really distinguished it from a lot of other prisoners was there was no segregation. So men, women, children were all incarcerated in cells together. They had children as young as seven who were in jail for stealing um, yeah. Like, it was a pretty nasty place. Pretty harsh. It, so it was seen as a symbol of just the UK and its power over the Irish people. 
Right. It's This is why it's such an important jail in Irish history, because it's really seen as part of the story of Ireland's struggle for independence. Mm. And that was a lot of what they talked about while we were there. Yeah, so, we got like a full guided tour where they gave us, yeah, the history. And I mean, a lot of it's pretty much like original, you know, everything inside looks kind of the same, they were saying. Nothing's really changed after it shut down. Yeah. Um, it was really interesting place. You learn a lot about irish history their fight for independence a lot of their kind of famous guys who were fighting for their independence were in prison there at some point so they Mm. tell their stories as well yeah it was really interesting place yeah no it was definitely um i feel like this gave us the inspiration to stay in the jail on uh great ocean road when we stayed (laughs) we talked about this in last week's episode in this sort of really quirky airbnb that we found which was a prison and we were like oh this kind of this reminds us of our trip to dublin let's stay in this cool prison Mm -hmm. and so we did so i don't know steph and i have a weird thing for old prisons apparently yeah i didn't even realize we did but we do maybe this is like we're foreshadowing that one day you and i are going to end up in prison together for real i I mean honestly i'm surprised we haven't i know to be honest some of the things we've done that we can't talk about on the podcast wink wink (laughs) But yeah, so we did. So we went to the, yeah, we went to the prison, which highly recommend. As Steph said, you learn a lot about actual like Irish history there. It wasn't Mm -hmm. just a prison and, you know, looking around and creepy setting. They give you a full guided tour. And I mean, I didn't know anything about Irish history. Again, we know my reading and planning into countries most of the time isn't great. But back then, when I hadn't really traveled anywhere, I did no research whatsoever. Um, To the point that even actually, I'm going to call myself out on this. When we realized um, that we were going to be stranded there, Steph and I actually went walking around looking for the Canadian embassy, which we also didn't find because we didn't know where we were going. And we walked around for God knows how long. At one point, we actually thought that we had found the Canadian embassy because there was a Canadian flag hanging outside a shopping center. Which turns out it's only a Canadian flag because the guy that owns the shopping center is half Canadian. We were walking around inside a shopping center asking people if the Canadian embassy was in there. Yeah. And people were like, what? Yeah. And finally somebody realized. They were like, oh, you saw the flag outside. So that was quite funny. But what I was getting at while we were walking around Dublin looking for the Canadian embassy, you know, I just kept looking around and seeing all these flags. And I'm like, why are there so many Italian flags in Ireland? Like, what? Like, this is weird. I then realized (laughs) this was the Irish flag, which I'd never seen what the Irish flag looked like before. I was like, Andrea. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that, I mean, if you look at the Italian flag and you look at an Irish flag, while they are not the same... Oh, they are you not. can see I thought it was just like a really faded red you know oh it was like God. orange but it looked I I didn't know what the Irish flag looked like and I realized that we I was like we were oh. so new I was so new like now one of the first things I do before I'm going to a new country I look at what their flag is because I is just probably- think back this is probably the only trip where I went with a little more information than you, only because my parents also, like, my family is Irish, immigrated yeah. to Canada. Your dad from is from Ireland. My brother was from yeah. Ireland. I'd been to Ireland previously. Yeah. You were way ahead of me on all of this. Like, I didn't have a fucking clue. I thought, I thought for some reason they just had some, like, massive Italian influence in Dublin. And I'm like, wow, there's oh, a lot goodness. of flags. Yeah, so 
I mean, call myself out for that. I know what the yeah. Irish flag looks like now. I know it's orange and not red. It is orange, right? Do they call it orange? It's, or it, it's like, orange, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm just checking. They don't call it something like, you know, it's a, a blood orange or a a fuchsia red. It's orange. Okay, great. I'm glad we're on the same page there. And then it is green and white. I mean, they're very yes. similar. Come on. All right. <laughs> moving so on. Where did we go after that? From our <laughs> ignorance. Um, I feel like then that's when we had a couple beautiful days and these are the kind of experiences you don't get so much as a tourist when you're just staying in hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, we got kind of more the more local experience with uh, my in-laws took us to a couple days out in the country. Yeah, that was really nice. We had a nice little picnic. Yeah, they took cliffs. us out to County Wicklow. Yeah. And we went and saw the bog. They took us to the highest bar in Ireland. This is where, and this is where I had the stereotypical Canadian moment of bumping into a mannequin and apologizing to it for the first time. I don't remember this, but you don't, I can, oh, you were laughing at me so hard. I was probably like three Guinnesses in at that point. True. But yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. So we did that. And this is where we also, we were out in the country with my sister-in-law and we did a we did the maze. Do you remember we did a corn maze? Yes. I I'm not a big fan of corn mazes. Um, yeah, apparently we learned we do not have patience for this. No, I was getting very impatient and I think I almost had a panic attack. Again, probably very hungover and it kicked in 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 the the corn maze. And then we found a really cool old cemetery. Yes. The funny thing with the cemetery, I now living in London, like they're everywhere. Like I live behind one of the what's considered the magnificent seven cemeteries in London, the West Norwood Cemetery, mm-hmm. and it's super old and they have beautiful grave sites and crypts and the whole works. And you actually realize that these cemeteries are pretty just normal and common in a lot of places yeah. in Europe, but this is the first time we'd ever seen a really old gravesite in Ireland we're like let's check this out and they were like all right and so we walked around and we took loads of photos yeah so they were and it, same thing I didn't realize they were common and I think the elevation of this cemetery was really high too mm-hmm. and we just spent kind of the afternoon perusing and reading and I love the thing about old tombstones too is sometimes they really give you context on the people's lives we took a lot of photos we actually did an episode on photo etiquette what's appropriate and what's not and i mm-hmm. you know i'm still sort of torn on you know taking photos of old cemeteries and if it is appropriate or not but as you said Steph, some of these are really to me if it was me if it was my grave and it was like 300 years old and let's be honest by that point whoever's family they're probably gone as well and they've been forgotten about or someone took a photo of my tombstone and were even semi-interested in you know who I was or my life I'd be cool with it yeah I honestly I'm all right with it because I think it's like you're bringing someone back to life even for just that moment yeah um their memory is being reborn yeah (laughs) which we did I think we took a lot of photos um it was so it was really cool though I remember that was kind of my most memorable experience I think in in Dublin. And I don't know, there's, I mean, I quite like gravesites anyways. I find them really calming and peaceful. And, but yeah, for anyone that's going to a European, like an old European city, find a really old gravesite. If, especially like London's a great example. Go to one of the Magnificent Seven cemeteries because they mm-hmm. are 
as they're called, magnificent. But Dublin, Ireland has loads of them as well. Yeah, and then we just spent the day out in the country. We did a whole bunch of trails, and it was just stunning. And yeah. country Ireland is as beautiful as the movies make it out to be. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's yeah. part of Ireland that I still... I've I've only really been to Dublin. Um, I go to Dublin quite a lot for work. Well, when COVID's mm-hmm. not happening. Um, yeah. And as much... And I love Dublin. I think Dublin is actually one of my favorite cities because i've i've just had it's not even the city itself but the people in dublin are the nicest people i mean honestly irish people in general have they're just everyone's so accommodating so nice when we were there and they're just so fun i mean we did spend a lot of time in temple bar because we just had such a good time and you know when i talk to people and they say like oh but you spent the majority of your time in temple bar and even when i go for work we go to temple bar and i'm like yes it's touristy but it's fun as hell. That is why people go. You know, we're not yeah. going just for the, like, oh, I'm in Temple Bar, just to say you're there. We had the best nights out in Temple Bar. And Steph and I were going out every single night while we were there. Yeah. We had one of one of the best nights to, of my life to this day where we were there. Obviously, we'd had a few beers. And suddenly there was this, they weren't even paid to be there. It was just a crowd of people who were drinking. Mm-hmm. But they were professional Irish dancers. Yes. The band started playing some song that they actually danced to. Yeah. And they, so they all started being like, oh, we're going to bust it out. And they started pushing all the tables in the pub to the side mm-hmm. and were doing their Irish jig. The, it got the whole pub so into it that the band then played it again. And all the dancers came out and were pulling us all onto the floor. And we were all, I mean, I would be horrified if me, I mean, obviously in my mind, I was suddenly a professional Irish dancer, but I imagine if there were video of that, that is not what in fact I was. Uh, No, because I was not dancing and I was watching. (laughs) But the thing, when you say professional Irish dancer, so something I found out from some of my Irish friends. So you learn Irish dancing in school there. So like actually most Irish people can Irish dance, because that's a pretty common thing in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet you your brother-in-law learned it, whether or not he would actually do it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but like oh, all my, all of my Irish friends in the UK, when I talk to them about Irish dancing, they're like, yeah, we learned it in school. It's like part of the curriculum. I don't know if it still is, but all my friends my age are like, yep, I can do it. So all those huh. people in the bar as well, they probably all joined in because they all learned how to do this when they were like five. <laughs> that was so fun it's like how we learn dodgeball in canada in ireland they learn irish dancing oh i love it but yeah it was honestly one of the funnest nights and every night we were there we just met the nicest people and to be stuck somewhere dublin was the best place to get stuck in europe with this volcano um that had erupted and I mean, yeah, we didn't see all the sites in Dublin. To be fair, like, there's not tons of touristy sites to see. As we said at the beginning of this episode, we are not a travel guide podcast. Yeah. I mean, we did tick some boxes. We went to Trinity College. We saw the Book of Kells. Mm Mm-hmm. We did a whole bunch of other stuff. For some, sometimes ticking those boxes of sites to see aren't the things you remember. It's the moments where your cheeks hurt from laughing or yeah. the moments where you're looking around and you're thinking like, take this moment in. Yep. You know, I, I have a few friends that have gone over to Dublin and there's people that are like, Oh, don't go to temple bar. It's super touristy. There's other parts of Dublin. And I'm like, yeah, go see the other parts of Dublin, but go to temple bar. It's touristy for a reason because people love going there. <laughs> so don't mm-hmm. take it off your list. Listen to Steph and I, 
go. <laughs> oh, and it just came back to me as we're talking about this. For your Dublin list, the highest pub in Ireland, Johnny Fox's. That was the name of the pub. It just like, boom, came to came mind. Came back into your mind. All right. Yeah. Oh, great. I mean, so many great pubs around there, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, this has actually been a nice escapism episode. I know we've mentioned, you know, in a few episodes, Dublin and how we went to Dublin and you know, the volcano erupting and all that, but we never really gave a full description of what we did. And this, I think, was a perfect escapism episode. And I'm sure everyone listening, you're going to have some lols at our expense, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you I'm not the only person that's ever mixed up an Irish and Italian flag. And if you listen to this and got nothing out of it, you don't have to email us and tell us. <laughs> and if you didn't like it, that's cool. <laughs> but if you did, let us know. I hope we gave you some lols. Let us know your thoughts. All right. See you next week. See ya. All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod. And donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.